Welcome, welcome everyone to the Unhacked Mind Podcast, formerly known as the Christian Therapy Podcast. I do count it as a privilege that you have chosen my podcast. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I appreciate you and I truly appreciate you for sharing this podcast on your social media platform, as well as taking the time to rate my podcast with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you are brand new to this podcast, I hope you enjoy what I share with you on this episode as well as previous episodes, and I sure hope you decide to come back. I try to post at least bi-weekly episodes. If you subscribe to the podcast, you will be notified when I've posted a new episode. One thing I would like you to be aware of is that I'm a licensed mental health professional practicing by way of telehealth for the state of Maryland and Georgia. However, my podcast is not meant to be a replacement for therapy with a licensed mental health professional. What I do on this podcast is inform, educate, entertain, and I sure hope I encourage. Lastly, I'm a published author of three books, Mission Uncomfortable, Getting Out of Your Comfort Zone for God, My Purpose Then and Now, and The Unhacked Mind. I also have the Unhacked Mind Academy for online self-study courses dealing with mental health and life circumstances. All of this information can be located in the show notes. Make sure to listen to each episode all the way to the end to learn how to connect with me. Okay, let's get this episode started. are doing well on this day. So I have a major trigger. I have a major trigger and I recognize that I have this major trigger and my behavior as a result causes me to isolate myself and avoid people. And the trigger that I'm referring to is when people criticize me, especially my physical, when they criticize something um, that I'm doing, when they criticize an idea that I have, or when they criticize um, something that I have no ability to change. Criticism is one of the biggest things that can ruin relationships, friendships, um, business acquaintances, or opportunities. When we criticize people for what they're doing, or when we give unsolicited advice, right? And all of that stems from our words, all of that stems from the things that we say. So I am going to share with you, first and foremost, some scriptures that I base this conversation on, because these scriptures will be useful and helpful, not only to um, those who hear it, but those who meditate on it and memorize it, because it will help improve your relationships with business associates, with friends, with family, with your social circles. So bear with me just for a moment. And I'm going to read these, I think it's five different scriptures. And then you can pick and choose which one is more fitting for you and which one you might see as something that you would want to be able to quote and memorize 
for future reference. Now, you don't have to be somebody that is spiritual, religious, or anything to enjoy or appreciate these quotes or these scriptures, okay? And that's not what I'm giving you them for. It's just that this, this helps me in my healing journey. So the first one, and like I said, it's five of them. The first one comes from Proverbs 18, verses six through seven. And it reads the following. A fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth calls for blows. A fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul. Number two, Proverbs 18, 21. And this one says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Number three, Proverbs 13, three, it says, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Number four, Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And the last one, and this one is my favorite, and it is the one that sparked this actual video podcast episode. And it says, Proverbs 18, 19, a brother who has been insulted is harder to win back than a walled city. And arguments separate people like the barred gates of a palace. The part of that scripture that I'm really into the most is the part that says, a brother who has been insulted is harder to win back than a walled city. Now, the reason that I said that is I'm going to give you a little story, um, a backstory, just to tell you what triggered this video podcast. When I was younger, my dad used to say things like, baby girl, you know, you don't need to wear your hair like that. I used to wear my hair pulled back and um, it was kind of like the way Sade, you know, wore her hair in a ponytail. And not only did I wear my hair like that a lot, you know, just because I did, but I had a pretty nice size forehead. I mean, I have, I didn't have, I still have a pretty nice size forehead. And my dad let me know that I had a pretty nice size forehead. And he said, baby girl, you shouldn't wear your hair like that, meaning in the ponytail pulled back. And when he said that, he because he said, I have the Bigelow forehead. That's my main name, Bigelow. And he's like, you have that Bigelow forehead. So you need to cover your forehead up, wear bangs or something, a hairstyle that will cover it up. Well, I don't remember how old I was when he first said that, but I know that that comment that he made about my forehead stuck with me for the rest of my life. I mean, the rest of my life. It still is something that plays in my mind even today when I do certain hairstyles or when I go to get a, my hair done um, at a beauty salon, which is very seldom. But anyway, what that did is made me very self-conscious and it, it affected my self-esteem. And although my dad probably felt like, you know, it was just um, constructive criticism or it was just, you know, friendly humor or friendly, whatever he, I don't know what he thought it was or 
whether he thought it was helpful to even say that. But as far as I'm concerned, it wasn't helpful at all, at all. So sometimes we got to realize that this thing that we have, like this joking offense, it is not very humorous to those who have issues or self-esteem or self-conscious about something, especially something or feature on their body that they cannot change. You tell me that I got a, you got an issue with my forehead and I can't do anything to do to change my forehead. My forehead is going to be there no matter what. Like in a movie, somebody said, you don't have a forehead, you have a five head. <laughs> in that movie. I can't even remember what the movie is. And, you know, people laugh about that all the time. And then people tend to see people with big foreheads and they tend to use that joke as it's supposed to make people laugh, but it only makes people laugh who really are not self-conscious about it. Me, I'm self-conscious about my forehead. So you making a joke. Yeah. I might laugh with you, but I'm not really laughing about it because I don't find it funny. I find it offensive. And I don't always say that I find it offensive because, you know, I'm just trying to keep it, you know, keep it humorous, keep it lively or whatever, but I'm hurting on the inside because of that's how I feel. So it's good to develop a sense of humor as we develop socially. But the thing is, but it shouldn't be at the expense of others and and at the expense of others' physical features that they cannot do anything about. And if they, even if they could do something about it, it should not be something that you find funny because you just want to make them laugh. How about you find something that they can do something about, or maybe that they laugh about themselves and, you know, go that route you know, making somebody laugh is okay, except when it's at the expense of something that they can't do anything about. Now, I know that you hear people say, oh, you're being sensitive, you know, stop wearing your feelings on your sleeve. I've had family say that to me a lot. I've had friends say that to me a lot. I've had partners say that to me a lot. Well, you know what? Me being sensitive has nothing to do with the fact that you're invalidating my feelings when I tell you that wasn't cool. I didn't find that funny. You don't get to reassign, you know, this, this blame because I called you out on your offensive talk or your offensive words. You don't get to reassign it and tell me that I'm just wearing my feelings on my sleeve. What you should be doing is apologizing and just making a mental note to not do that anymore or not say that thing anymore. Let your words be filtered through empathy and kindness and consideration. Sometimes the power of pause is a, a tool that will save your friendship and save your relationship because let me tell you what I do. When I find somebody constantly criticizing the way I dress or the features of my body or um, something that I do or questioning why I choose this thing or that thing and find fault in it, I tend to avoid them people. And sometimes based on whether or not I really value the relationship, how much I value relationship, I might not even speak to that person again or block them 
or ghost them because I tend to not want to be around people who don't have other people's feelings or don't take other people's feelings into consideration. So do with that as you will, but you should always take your words through a filter of kindness and empathy and ask yourself some questions. Is what I'm about to say, is it helpful? Will it be hurtful? Or is it necessary? You can make people laugh all kinds of ways without it being something that is going to be offensive to them. Now, they can tell you, oh, when you say that, that don't bother me. You know, I find it funny and this and that and the other. But you, you need to know this information first before you try to come at them with that. Because if they confront you about it, chances are your feelings are going to hurt be hurt and you yourself, because you don't like being confronted, might yourself start avoiding them because you might find that they're too sensitive, so to speak. So consider your words, consider your words. And if you value your friendship, you value the relationship, you know what? You gotta know where, where the boundaries are. You gotta know where the boundaries. And if somebody calls you, on the words that you spotted out your mouth, you gotta take ownership for that. Don't reassign it and by start deflecting onto them about them being sensitive because you're invalidating their feelings. Hear what they say, I, that, you know, that hurt my feelings or that was rude or I didn't find that funny. You just, just say, you know what, I'm sorry, that wasn't sensitive of me and I apologize. And then from that point on, consider your words moving forward. You don't have to stop being around them because they didn't like it, but you should just take ownership for it. Everything that you think in and everything that you find funny is not always funny. I love humor. I love to laugh. I really do. And I might really enjoy being around somebody that makes me laugh a lot, but I will not find laughter, enjoyment, and you offending me. Will not. So in the meantime, good mental health, good spiritual health, and as always, good physical health. Y'all take great care. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. I sure hope you enjoyed that episode. Please feel free to share us on your social media platform or giving it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can reach me on my website at unhackmind.com or life-counseling-transitions.com. All this information will be in the show notes. All right, take care and I hope you come back.